Welcome to the weekly podcast all about turning the great American RV adventure into stress-less camping. Each week we explore tips, tricks, ideas, and destinations and talk to the happiest campers in the RV world. Pull up a seat at the campfire as we enjoy some stress-less camping. Welcome to the campfire. I'm Tony. I'm Peggy. And we are two RV industry veterans who travel part-time. In a new small trailer. Yeah, looking to share big adventures and help you with great tips. Tricks. And discounts. Yeah. And we are coming to you from inside our new trailer. We are. So uh, we've had almost a week to test out all the systems and all that. Yep. All systems are go. All systems are go. <laughs> we've had a good week here in Shipshawana, Indiana. It's been funny because if you want to test how watertight it is, how resistant it is to wind, heat, cold. Yeah, we've I, tested it all. Yeah, it's been the, the weirdest. The air conditioner and the fireplace in one day. <laughs> yeah, it's been the oddest mixture of weather the past week. And that has actually worked out uh, very, very well to me because we've tested you know, all the leaks. Well, there are no leaks. Right. We've tested, we've tested all the seals. We've tested to make sure there's no leaks and we know that everything works and everything works well. So we can confidently go forward. Indeed, from our little spot here. Boy, we've really enjoyed Shipshawana, but that's, we'll get to that. So <laughs> hold your horses, although we've seen horses and buggies. We have. So I wanted to start out with a little warning. Uh-oh. I found this on the internet, so I know it's true. Oh, that, yeah, must be, must be it true. It was a post on Facebook called Tick Warning. And it said that if someone comes to your front door saying that they're checking for ticks due to the warm weather and asks you to take your clothes off and dance around with your arms up, do not do it. It is a scam. What? Yeah, I wish we had known this before I read this because I am so embarrassed. Yeah, did not know that was a scam. <laughs> Camping is all about great experiences and that's why we love Harvest Hosts. Harvest Host is the gateway to beautiful overnighting experiences. And with Harvest Host, you can boondock at wineries and breweries, cultural destinations, golf courses, so much more. It's a great alternative to traditional campgrounds. Yeah, a lot of those really great pictures you've seen online, like Instagram and such, have been taken at Harvest Host destinations, and you can experience those yourself. You can, and we've got a good deal on Harvest Host memberships on our partners page at StresslessCamping.com. Enjoy your next stress camping getaway at a beautiful destination and save money in the process winner winner everyone's a winner yeah hey chicken dinner <laughs> so once again this week it's just peggy and i yep. and we're talking about something that we're very passionate about i'm especially passionate about and that's keeping your data and information safe while you're out on the road Right. There are a lot of ways that you can get your information hacked when you're out on the road. And I don't want that to happen to you because as frustrating as that can be when you're home, you know, in, in your everyday environment, if you're not a full-time traveler, it's exceptionally frustrating if you happen to be on the road. Yeah, where... and you're not in your regular situation. And by hacked, you don't mean just someone pretending to be you, but just plain stolen. Just have your data, your information, your data stolen. Yeah, so let's start with your data because 
you know, we're all, well, I am assuming, but we're all using our smartphones nowadays to take photos and log on to websites and just, they've really become an integral part of our lives. But what happens if you drop it in the lake or drop it in the toilet? Right. <laughs> or it gets stolen or just run over by a bus or, or whatever. So I want to talk first of all about your data security. And there's a article I wrote, it was a while back, called the 123 Backup Plan. And it was sort of spurred on by Francis Ford Coppola, oddly enough, who had his computer, his laptop, and a hard drive next to it. And so he had all of, he had scripts on his laptop, and then he backed those up to a portable hard drive right next to it. Well, someone broke into his house and stole the laptop and stole the hard drive and oh yeah so all everything was gone yeah the bad thing is you know a lot of people think well i have everything backed up onto this external hard drive i'm good and i am going to disagree with that statement because you're not necessarily good having only one copy or even only two copies of anything mm -hmm. means you kind of don't have a complete backup so here's my one two three backup and it works for your phone and your computer the one two three backup plan means that you back up all the things that are important to you so things like apps and that sort of thing programs if you're on your computer operating system you don't need to back that up because that you just re-download off the internet it's not something that's unique to you so don't worry about you know the if you're on a computer your apps and things like that. That's not. So the, the thing to do is to use a cloud-based app. And I know some people are very opposed to that, but a cloud-based app means that, let's say your RV catches on fire because they do. And let's say your phone burns up and let's say your backup hard drive burns up. Well, now they're gone. So right. having an offsite backup should be a component of your backup plan. The other thing that I think is really important about any backup system that you put into place is to have it be as completely out of sight, out of mind as possible. So that's why I like, for example, we use Apple products. So our photos, our data are backed up onto Apple's iCloud system, but you can use Google Drives, you can use Dropboxes, any of those type of systems, whatever you like for that is good because you basically don't really have to think about it. When you create a document or when you snap a photo or whatever data you create, that's something that's precious to you, it just automatically goes into the cloud. So now you've got your copy that's on your phone and a cloud copy, but I said three. So I also then have, now we bring laptops with us on the road because they're, they're portable, right? So we also have external hard drives. So every night I plug in the external hard drive and then I back up our critical data to a local copy. Because think about this, if you have all of your data in the cloud, it will take quite a bit to bring it all back onto your computer. 
Right, you're going to need a lot of, you're going to need that good Wi-Fi yeah. in order for the cloud to speak to your computer. Right, or phone, whatever it happens right. to be. So what I do is I then back everything up to a local drive. Well, I'm a nut, as <laughs> I'm sure all of you can attest to. So I then use on the Mac a program called ChronoSync, and then I mirror the a second external hard drive. <laughs> so believe it or not, we actually have five hard drives with us of all our data because again, I'm a nut, but having three copies that are in two different places means you actually do have one copy of your data and there's the one, two, three backup. Right. Now, Tony said every day and we do it every day, but if you're not creating new content or taking a lot of pictures every day, you don't necessarily need to be concerned with doing this every day. We do because we create content every day. So we always have a new version of, <laughs> of all of our data. Right. But don't get intimidated by the idea of having to do this every single day. Right. You know, we do daily RV reviews on RV travel. We provide content to a bunch of websites and and our own, of course, you can find great things on stressless camping, and we don't want to lose any of that. So, right, we are nuts about creating content. If that's not you, just choose, make it as easy as possible and as automated as possible, because you know what'll happen. That one time when you waited a month, that most critical thing that you created yeah. halfway through the month will be the one thing you forgot to back up. Right. And so you won't have it. So if what is the most important to you is the photos that you took on this last trip, then when you get home, just make it an automatic thing. You unload the camper, you start the laundry, you start that backup. It's just yep. part of unloading from a trip is yeah, you're getting, unloading, your data. <laughs> unloading that data and uploading that data and getting that into a second or third location. Yeah. Now ours actually, because we have the iCloud, when we take photos, they automatically go to the iCloud and within, well, depending on our Wi-Fi signal, within seconds or minutes or sometimes hours. Or Tony days see, even. Tony can see on his phone or on his laptop the photos that I took with my phone and the iPad the same. So we are very integrated into the iCloud system and we share all that data so we know and and it's kind of good, like, oh, I'm going to take a picture of this. And then I open my photos and realize Tony just took a picture of that. So <laughs> Right. But that also works like there's Google Photos and there are other services. Yeah, yeah. But the point is that it's as automated as possible. Now, here's one of the reasons I say back up everything on a local hard drive. Let's say somebody hacks Apple or Google or whoever, wherever you have your... Mm -hmm. data sta saved, if you have a local backup, then that won't really be a problem for you. So again, having multiple copies of the same thing is a good idea. So always three copies in two places, one of them not where you are. We, we have spoken to people who have had fires in their RV and they have lost everything to them. And that's just unfortunate. So don't let that be you, you know, start backing up your stuff like crazy because you can never have too many copies of this stuff, but do make yourself a system so that you're not wiping out 
old files that you really cared about. <laughs> yeah. Um, another thing we've recently done, as some of you know, we are we are planning to move out of California and to New Mexico. And we had a monster collection of old movies and photos and slides and all of that stuff. And where we lived was a fire area. I mean, it's just, it was not unusual every summer that we got evacuated, which is part of the reason we're moving to a place <laughs> that has a huge wildfire right and now. And currently on fire, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> so we already scanned all of the old 8mm and Super 8 movies Mm -hmm. into the cloud so all of our old those old movies that you never watch anyway i scanned them with a oh I'll, I'll put a link to the device i used a wolverine movie scanner and i bought it used on ebay and then sold it on ebay again right. it almost cost me nothing to do that <laughs> and we scanned all of those old super 8 movies and now they're really convenient to watch so that's how we back that up photos we are in the process of scanning boxes and boxes and boxes yeah. and boxes of old photos into apple photos and so, so we didn't quite finish that project oh, but that we was, started it so yeah and we haven't even tackled the slides yet but right. <laughs> again putting all of those precious things in a place that has redundancy is is a good thing right so first we made them digital and now we're and when and so everything that we have digital is in two or three or five places yeah so absolutely will you say again so, right, one oh, two sorry. three system yep so will you recalculate those one that one two three three copies of your data in two places so that you actually end up with one and make it as automated as possible all right so that's the one two three backup system thank you other things data security if you don't know never 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 ever ever click links in emails not even if it's from your mother yeah, don't, because don't do it. Because it probably didn't come from your mother. If she's not accustomed to sending links, especially. Well, one of the things I've noticed is spammers are often very good at creating emails that look like they came from your bank. Yes. Or that sort of thing. And I've, I know a lot of people who have clicked on those links and they end up getting hacked. That's just bad. So if you see an email from a financial institution or someone who you do business with and it says click this link because we noticed a breach in secure whatever the heck it is then instead don't click that link right go yeah. to that website that you know you already know if that's your bank then you already know a website to get there go use the link that you would normally use to go there and see if you can see anything that sounds similar to what the email was. Right, because they'll usually also put some sort of notification on their website if they have had security issues or whatnot. Right. So that's another thing. No, no clicking links in email. The funny thing is a lot of what we do is send out a weekly email and it's got <laughs> links in it, but it's not a secure thing, right? I mean, it's come visit us, our website for this week's podcast, that, that sort of thing. I, I'm not really so opposed to it, but anything that's critical that could harm you, uh, don't click on. Yeah. If it says it. your data's in trouble, your money's in trouble, your nephew's in trouble, oh, things like yeah. that. Just really, really don't, don't believe that until you go there on your own on, from a different route. Yep. Also, if you're on a shared connection, like RV park, Wi-Fi, don't do anything 
yes. secure with that connection, especially if it involves your credit cards, financial information, none of that. It is very easy because you're essentially broadcasting all that information. And if there's someone nefarious staying at the RV park, they can just use a tool to capture that information. And now they have potentially your social security number, credit card number, or anything like that. And listen, we're not just lecturing because I have done it. I have used Park Wi-Fi not thinking and opened my bank app. Well, and I've done it. I bought something on Amazon once and got my credit card number and hacked. And I got so. my credit card number hacked. So, <laughs> so we're not just standing here like we're perfect or anything. We speak from unfortunate yeah, <laughs> experience. And, and it's funny because I've written about this. So another thing, number four, don't use debit cards ever, ever, never, ever, never. <laughs> and I get this from Clark Howard, who we follow and if you don't already and you want a really good podcast about finance and such, I, I highly recommend Clark. I've even written a chapter for one of his books. Yeah. Here's one of the reasons why. If you have a debit card and you use it to buy something, let's say at the store or get fuel or whatever it is, if that number gets hacked and let's say they're able to drain your bank account, let's say your bank is pretty good and yeah, they will reimburse that loss but how long will it take you? Yeah. I mean, I've heard sometimes they're good about it, but sometimes it can be several days, several weeks, and now you have no money in your checking account or whatever linked account it is. Right. If that's your main way of buying fuel or food or whatnot, and all your money's gone and it's 10 days before you get it back, what are you going to do? Yeah. So I never, ever, ever, never use a debit card ever never ever <laughs> but except that time when no nope. well what about when i no nope. well i'm just gonna no never ever ever oh okay. what we do is our, our <laughs> practice is we use a proper credit card right and then every week we look at what we bought we cry a lot and then <laughs> pay that week's stuff off that's how that's how we do it but we use a proper credit card because think about this if you use a debit card and someone drains your account, that's your money. Yeah. If you use a proper credit card and someone hacks that number, that's the bank's money. And they are going to be in a big old hurry to resolve that. And right. there are also many more regulations in place to protect you using a proper credit card. Even if your debit card has a Visa or MasterCard logo on Right, it. right. Yeah, and that's a good point too. There's a lot of protections built into credit cards. So if there's a charge on your credit card and you dispute it and it gets investigated and they find out it wasn't yours, if you do that with a debit card, again, maybe it'll get fixed, but they're not in a big hurry. They don't care. It was your money. It's your problem. Yeah, it's your problem. They'll get so, to it whenever. Again, that's not all banks, but most of them. Yeah. Passwords. Oh boy. Have a different password for every website and everything. Don't ever have a password that has a name or a proper word in it. One of the things, huh, so there was a case where people blamed iCloud for being insecure because a celebrity's iCloud account got hacked. Well, her password was her dog's name. Don't use common words. We make up stupid words and crazy combinations of letters and numbers. And now iCloud and Google Chrome and all these 
more secure systems will actually make up a password for you. And I know it can be a pain in the neck to remember them, but Chrome and iCloud will actually remember your passwords across devices. So you don't actually have to write them down anywhere. Right. And, we, and yeah, please don't write yeah. them down in a book that says passwords on the front. And oh then my gosh, yeah. Leave it on the counter. We've seen that happen where people have lost all their passwords. And my dad used to have a drawer. He'd open the drawer and there were all his passwords written. And they were pretty much all the same passwords for most things. And it's, yeah. uh, we had to work on that. It's so. harder and harder because as we get more and more digital, everything needs a password. Yeah. And you're, you can't use the same password for everything. So you have to come up with all these different, but that's what's great about these, the, the online or the, yeah, there Safari, are, isn't it Safari does it? Or well, it's, it's it actually iCloud an iCloud function Okay, so uh, iCloud does it. When we sign into a new place, iCloud will give us a random bunch of numbers and letters and symbols and say, do you want to use this? And I'm like, I have no idea what that is. Yes, I want to use yeah, it. It absolutely. makes no sense whatsoever. And no two websites, email addresses, none of that have a common password for in our world. Because, you know, let's say you have a, a Netflix account and you use the same password for your bank. Well, if somehow they get into your Netflix account, you know they're going to try that same password on Everywhere, all of your... sure. And if they can get into more than one thing, that's just, you know, it's a lot of time to resolve these things. So right. we don't want you to, to... We want you to be stressless camping, not dealing with this kind of yes. nonsense. I do want to say there are some good cloud-based password programs. That's what I would recommend is a cloud-based password program that's secure. And there are a number of them out there if you're not going to use something like iCloud. And obviously, if you're on Windows, you're not using iCloud. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's something. And again, I realize that some of this is kind of a giant pain in the neck. But... but so is being hacked. Oh, it, it's, we have friends who are peace officers and one of whom works in a place where he gets to deal with this kind of thing. And it can be honestly years before you get these things resolved. Another thing, this also has come to us from Clark Howard, is freeze your credit. Oh, yeah. And what that is, is... You know, all these TransUnion and Equifax and all these credit reporting agencies, if you freeze your credit, nobody can apply for credit in your name. So even if they get your social security number and they apply for a credit card, with your credit frozen, they basically can't get the credit card. So you're less... Because, li they, because those, those credit companies, those credit entities won't be able to check if your credit is good right because freezing your credit makes it so no one can look at what your credit is right and again another layer of pain in the neck right that I, <laughs> that I fully admit but it really helps if you do need to apply for a loan let's say you're buying a car or whatever uh, or buying a tank of gas <laughs> <laughs> you can actually temporarily thaw your credit right ask whoever you're getting the loan from which credit reporting agency they use so let's say it's equifax first of all have your passwords in a secure spot of course and remember never no never never lose those oh yeah that is such those. a pain in the neck 
And there are codes that go with that too. So it's more than just a password, which is a good thing. But you can free, you can thaw your credit for a specific period of time. So let's say you're buying a house or buying a car and you know, okay, for the next five days, the home loan company or the car loan company is gonna be looking at my credit. You can thaw your credit and then it automatically goes back. Thaws it for a certain number of days or something, right? Right, well, you can specify. Okay, and that gives the credit card company or whatever. One thing this does, I think, is especially for people who maybe are are struggling a little bit with managing their money and they say, oh, well, someone's gonna give me a credit card, I'm gonna get one. Well, it's a big hassle to apply for a credit card when your credit is frozen. Yeah. And so it maybe just at least slows those people down enough to go, well, I'm really not supposed to, I don't, I shouldn't get another credit card and build up even more debt. Yeah. So thank you, Clark Howard, for reminding me <laughs> not to get another credit card. <laughs> yeah, Clark has some great tips for managing your money and I, I've really been following him for years and I really like a lot and this is also right from Clark Howard so we'll put a link to how to do this. Our last two are more about your personal safety. Right so we have talked about this before when you are in an emergency situation let's say there's a medical emergency and there's two of you in the RV and one of you has a medical emergency. The other one's trying to call 911. It's a very stressful, very panicky situation. Like sometimes you might forget your own name, let alone what's happening or, you know, where you are. And so a trick that we learned quite some time ago from John and Kathy Huggins. Yeah. Who used to have the living the RV dream podcast. Right? And it was really good too. Really good. So they suggested having a whiteboard or a chalkboard or a specific place in the RV. And when you get to a new site, you write down the name, address and phone number and county of the park you're in and your site number. And then if you are in an emergency situation and you call 911, they kind of don't need to know your name if you can't remember it, <laughs> but you can read right off of the thing. And so they can come and find you and know exactly where to find you to help you with your emergency. This is a very useful, very helpful, you know, we all hope we're never gonna need it. Boy, that's right? for sure. But when you're gonna need it is the time that you didn't bother to use it. Yeah, so that's just a little tip. In it. And right now, our fridge in this RV is, I don't know if it's real stainless steel or fake stainless steel, but it looks like stainless steel. And on the freezer door is that information written in a dry erase <laughs> marker. So hopefully that, it comes off. Yeah, we sure hope so, or else we're forever <laughs> going to be here in Chipshawana. But that's what we've done. And in the past, we had a chalkboard. Right. in the camper but and we, we just haven't, haven't figured out yeah. where exactly that's going to go because we've only been in this for a week so i think right there <laughs> yeah that's a great we're pointing at a cabinet above the stove <laughs> and yeah i think that would be a, a great place because it's central to the camper so what we did before and i have it somewhere packed away is a whole roll of like oh, yeah. kind of like chalkboard wallpaper yeah and you can just cut a piece off and it's got cover on the back so you peel the backing off and then it's sticky and then you can just stick it on a smooth surface and yeah it was kind of like a post-it note on the back right i think it's a little stronger than that okay. but it's like that removable wallpaper okay and then i have a stash of different colors of chalk so i can <laughs> play and make them pretty when i do make my notes 
but yeah, we need to make sure that the dry erase is going to wash off of our freezer door and then start coming up with a better plan. <laughs> well, we're still figuring this RV out. So well, yeah. we're getting our places or whatnot. Right. Places, everybody. And then another kind of personal safety tip. If you're in a campground that you see that they use walkie-talkies and you have walkie-talkies, ask them what channel they're on and if you're allowed to call them in an emergency. Now, only call them in an emergency, you know, don't, yeah, don't use it to interrupt them. Emergency isn't, I need more firewood. Right. <laughs> but it's just another way to possibly communicate with someone who is nearby that can help. But again, reserve it or they're going to take away the privilege for everyone. Right, exactly. So those are some data and personal safety tips that I hope you can benefit from. Do you have a great safety tip? You know, you can always comment on our fun and friendly Facebook group. Yeah. That's a good place to exchange information and, and everyone's been really polite there. So that's all some pretty heavy stuff. So we'll be back in just a moment. We're gonna have some fun in a yeah. minute. Remember that time we followed our GPS and ended up at the top of a cliff overlooking the campground? <laughs> yeah, I had to back the trailer down a mountain road. Remember the time we went on that twisty, windy road and hit our awning on a tree? Yeah, I do. But now those kinds of things aren't going to happen anymore thanks to RV Trip Wizard. Right. RV Trip Wizard lets you plan your journeys before you go and then use their app on your phone or tablet to safely navigate that journey. You can set parameters such as how far you want to travel in a day, how many miles you can go between fuel stops, and even read reviews of the campgrounds and places you want to go to. It all takes into account the size of your RV and more. Then you can rest assured that your phone isn't going to lead you into trouble. If you have an RV, you need RV Trip Wizard. Check it out on your discounts and deals page on StresslessCamping.com, where you can also listen to our interview with RV Trip Wizard and learn about the whole RV life suite. Now, now that's Stressless Camping. camping. So I got to go shopping. Yes, she did. <laughs> we ship are shopping. Ship shopping. We are in Shipshawana still, and we are staying at a campground that's attached to the local flea market, which is open seasonally on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. And luckily for us, Memorial Day. <laughs> yeah, today we're recording this on Memorial Day, by the way. So they Oh, you know, they made it open on Monday. So it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, extra long shopping. And today is our last full day here. So we took advantage. We also, by the way, met some FMCA yeah. friends who recognized us walking past. And so Bob and Kathy went shopping with us at yes, the Shipshawana Flea Market. We had a fun, fun day. We only bought three little kitchen items that we kind of needed anyway. We didn't go crazy and buy, well... Then we went to the meat market, and then we went yeah. a little crazy. <laughs> yeah, so the Shipshawana flea market, it appears to be quite the hot spot for the locals. There were a ton of folks there, just all kind. I mean, and it's typical big flea market. Anything that you could imagine, yard art, and kitchen gadgets, and RV and stuff, and clothing, mm -hmm. and jewelry, and food items, and and all of that. All and kinds of stuff, yeah. It, it's funny because we've noticed like next to the, what's the, we're in the Trading Places RV Park this week in Shipshawana. 
And next to this is a big field that's all grass, right? It's a big grass field with... It's the parking lot for the flea market. Yeah, well, we didn't know. And so they've been... They like to mow here. Yeah, I think they mowed our site. You know, there's we're on gravel with grass in between each site. And I'm pretty sure they mowed the grass on both sides of us three days in a row. Yeah, yeah. They, <laughs> and at like six in the morning. No, 7.30. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, they're pretty well, happy. Well, one day it was in the afternoon. I but guess they're making up for winter. I guess they are making up for winter. And, and they wanted it to look good for the Memorial Day weekend, which is fine. Which but is it was fine. just funny that like someone came and mowed and moved the picnic table. And the next day someone came and mowed and moved the picnic <laughs> table. <laughs> and then they mowed that big grass parking lot. and Which then, took days. Yeah. Yeah. And then we were wondering, like, what do they do with all that space? Well, today we found out. Yeah, it there was, was full a, of parking. Yeah, there was a line to get into that parking lot this morning. And just tons of people and tons of stuff to buy. But like I said, we were really good. We controlled ourselves. I thought about taking the Lippert wagon. Yeah. And decided that was probably not a good idea. Because if we filled that, we don't know where we would have put the stuff. That's for sure. <laughs> so, yeah, we are still trying to organize our camper haven't totally done so yet although i have to give peggy a lot of credit if you look at our instagram if you follow us on instagram there's going to be a reel of peggy's closet organization just for one closet it is <laughs> it's impressive folks i have to tell you peggy has really done a masterful job of organizing this camper with little baskets and cubbies and camco towel bars and <laughs> it's pretty impressive i i have to say like yeah it. she likes it and she's really good at it speaking of shipshawana a couple days ago we got on our electric bikes yep. and we rode around the town of shipshawana and that was a lot of fun too so yeah what a cute town it is There's a cute a... little town it's fun to stay in and i'm super glad you know we were going to spend a weekend here and then, well, let's stay another day or two or a week. So we wound up, we've been here almost, we'll be here almost two weeks. And we always say that we're traveling too fast and we always say we should slow down. And by goodness, I think that we're finally learning our lesson. And this next couple of months is going to be good, slow travel. Yes, it is. Especially if nobody buys our house which they have well yet. right <laughs> so but yeah this i mean 10 days in shipshawana you might go well oh, that's a long time there we still haven't done everything i mean right and we didn't only stay in shipshawana it's not far to go to goshen and we could have gone to elkhart and we went to winona lake and so we wandered around you know in the in the area we didn't just stay in town but it's also just a really nice place to visit yeah we went to the theater yeah we did we, we saw, saw a musical play called half stitched which was really was so well done I, yeah. I literally laughed until tears ran out of my eyes and i cried and the singing was amazing and we learned things because there's an amish widow is one of the characters and so we learned about a little bit more about Amish culture. It was really, really a great way to spend an afternoon. So a when, rainy afternoon. Yeah, a rainy <laughs> afternoon. As I said, we've got the smorgasbord of weather. And speaking of smorgasbord, we oh, went to two. We did. Uh, of course, we had to go to Das Dutchman Essen House, which is famous for their buffet. And it's huge. 
But we also went to... The Blue Gate restaurant. Blue Gate. Which is where the theater is. So we went to the Blue Gate and they have a restaurant and a buffet. Oh boy. And by the way, they serve whole slices of pie for dessert. Not just little tiny bites, which I usually try to take little tiny bites, but you couldn't. You had to take a slice of pie. Like a proper slice (laughs) of pie. And they had my favorite pie of all time, peanut butter pie. And it was very good. it was so good. One of the things that... That just grabs me, I guess, is a common item around here is mashed potatoes with buttered noodles on top. Yeah, potatoes and noodles together. Yeah, so. it just is trippy to me. I don't know why, but... And it, especially it is... for us who have been trying to eat low-carb oh, yeah. since the beginning of the year, it's been quite a different menu for us for the past couple of weeks yeah yes it has <laughs> between that and the rise and roll bakery donut oh, and the soft morning. pretzels oh, and <laughs> yeah. yeah and we went to right adjacent to the flea market is a place called yoder's meats mm-hmm. and we stocked up the right. meat there's so good and good thing we have a big refrigerator and freezer because yeah. now it's full for the rest of our trip <laughs> mm, we'll see but it's well, certainly we for certainly, the next few days of our trip i was surprised at the quality of what they had there and the prices and i guess somebody said well yeah because you're from california i think what we bought there would have easily been double back sure. in california yeah. easily yeah. and and not that level of quality so right. if you're in Shipshawana, bring an empty freezer and go to yoder's right. yoder's meat market by the way everything here is either yoder or bontrager, bontrager. or miller oh yeah yeah <laughs> so those are the name of everybody who owns everything here <laughs> <laughs> hey do you want to tell us about your favorite new gadget that came with our new rv so this rv there's a control panel you know like in all the rvs but this one yeah switches for the lights and tanks and all that monitor but this one also works with lippert's one control system and what that is is lippert who makes so much of what goes into rvs has this thing called one control and it's an app you can get on your phone and it lets you control aspects of various RVs. So depending on how the RV manufacturer implemented this system, if, if it has it at all, of course, it's, it's not on all RVs, but depending on how they implemented it, like on our trailer, we can control the slides with the One Control app, we can control interior lighting, the awning light, the awning, a porch light, there's some other stuff too. And it's kind of cool because you could be outside at the slide room and you could whip out your phone and open the slide if it's, let's say you're close to a tree or something like that and you want to make sure you don't hit it. You can be out there and know that you're missing whatever it is that's close to your slide. Yeah, so that's kind of a slick deal. I like that a lot. But Lippert keeps adding to this one control system. They introduced two new features in an email today and one is the RV health monitor. What that thing does is it monitors the systems that Lippert has put into your RV. And if there's an issue, it can report that to you. And then there's actually a provision where you can call Lippert right from that app if you have questions or problems or things like that. So it's really a well-integrated system Mm -hmm. that they've developed to monitor the various systems and help you 
diagnose if you ever have an issue with them. And I, I dig that. Right. There's also a new RV Essential Checklist. And you know what we always say. Checklists make for stressless camping. That's right. And so now there's a kind of a packing checklist. I haven't really checked it out yet. But I probably will just because why not? It's a new app. Right. And it's a new feature on the app. Although, to be perfectly honest, Tony's been doing all the one control slide and all that stuff and i haven't even <laughs> bothered to put it on my phone yet i am the rv gadget you know he's guy. the gadget guy and he's the one in charge of the remote control so if i need the slide in or out i just walk over to the button and push it which is also <laughs> which also works of course but among the other things that i like about this app there are add-ons that you can get yes. for to add to this system and we got the neatest thing from Lipper this week, it's LP monitors. And what these are is they're like little discs that you put magnetically on the bottom of your LP tanks, your propane tanks. They monitor the, the propane level in the tank. So I'm sitting here right now in the trailer and I can whip out my Lipper One Control app and I can see that one of our tanks is full and the other one has 57% of the propane All in it. All right. And then you can set up alerts on that app to tell you, you know, when you're at a certain level. So I have it set at 25%. So when the propane tank gets down to 25%, I'll get an alert and know, hey, it's time to... So if it's going to be a cold night, we go turn the other tank on so that right. we don't run out in the middle of the night and have the furnace shut down. Yeah. these <laughs> I mean, these propane monitors are like something we've needed in the RV world for quite some time. And it's really easy. It's right on your phone. Installing them, I mean, you, they're magnetic. You just plop them on the bottom of your propane tanks and bing, bang, boom, you have a monitor of how much propane you have. Yeah. Now I know, of course, people in motorhomes will have a gauge. Travel trailers and fifth wheels, we don't get no stinking gauge. We don't get gauges. We have to make our own gauges. And this is how we do it. Well, this we have to is buy our own lipper gauges. Yeah, and these, uh, <laughs> each of these little LP sensors is forty nine ninety five, and you can buy them. We'll put a link in the show notes, but right from the lipper store. Pretty nifty gadget. One that I would never not be without again yeah and how about a rv do you have a favorite from the week this is a simple one you know we've talked to tom dempsey from sylvan sport and they came out with a new combo so they have this little trailer called the go easy and it's a little flatbed trailer and you can add side rails and you can add containers to it and things like that and then they came out with a thing called the loft tent and the loft tent is a rooftop tent but they also have a provision on the go easy trailer to put the tent so i mean these are under the trailer itself is under 500 pounds with the tent and all of that wow so if you have like a subaru or just a smaller car and you want an RV, this is this is a great option. But here's another thing that I liked about this. Let's say you buy this Go Easy trailer and loft tent, and you have to go to the hardware store and buy I don't know, a new washing machine or whatever the heck it is. Well, now, instead of bugging your friends with the pickup truck, just take your little Go Easy trailer, load up your washing machine, bing, bang, boom, problem solved. <laughs> and the neat thing about this trailer, you know, Sylvan Sport, 
I'm always impressed with how they do things sort of better. Yeah. And this thing will, you can literally, because the trailer itself is something like 260 pounds. I don't, it's pretty light. So you can push it into your garage and then push it up on its hind end and your car and the trailer will probably still fit in one garage space. Oh, wow. It's, again, another typical Sylvan Sport device that's really well thought nice. through. You could also put, since the loft tent is a rooftop tent, you could put it on this trailer, you could put it on the roof of a Subaru or you know, whatever car, on the back of a pickup truck. It's a neat, flexible RV that's, it's not at all traditional, but I, I'll put a link to the article I wrote about the various ways I see that this makes a lot of sense. And I mean, they're not very expensive either. So, great. One option for a lot that sounds of fun. campers. And, uh, oh, we had a, a maintenance reminder. We, have, we don't do those all that often because sometimes there's nothing to remind you, but we're getting ready to start putting miles yep. on everyone. And so, this is a good time to remind you to check your wheel bearings. Yeah, if you have a, especially if you have a towable, you really should check and potentially grease the wheel bearings at regular intervals. Depends on the manufacturer, but a lot of them say once a year. Some even say check them every six months, but I think once a year is pretty typical. And so that's not something you would normally think about with a, with a car, right? But with a towable, it is absolutely something that should be done. And we've seen a lot of people doing it this year and finding not such a good thing. So definitely an annual thing at the very least to right. inspect and grease the wheel bearings and they check the brakes at the same time. And of course, brakes are rather important. So, right. <laughs> wheel bearings. Yeah. Hey, would we get in trouble with uh, copyright people if I say, boom, we've got mail? <laughs> <laughs> we get a lot of mail and we've never shared those emails with you. I don't know why, but we're going to start. And of course, <laughs> if you would like to contact us right on our website, there is a contact us page there and you can go there and write. Like from... Kathy and Bob did actually. Yeah, Kathy and said, Bob. Said, hey, we saw you walking past in the RV park. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Want to wanna hang out? Sure we do. That's one of the benefits of the FMCA, by the way. Yeah. You just meet the neatest people. But from SDW, in response to one of my reviews, this one was about the Nobo trailer that had a pretty great solar and battery system. He said, we'll have to put in some angry girls here, but have you actually done any RV boondocking, Tony? I'm wondering if you've ever been boondocking. If you run your AC for more than an hour, you won't have anything left for running anything else. And on a cloudy or rainy day, you won't even be able to get batteries back up to a full charge. I carry a Honda 3000i with us to run in the morning while I make coffee and run the microwave for breakfast. That way, I won't have to worry about running out of power the rest of the day. Then I run it for 30 minutes in the evening to top off the batteries for the night. Now, if you're just charging your laptop or phone or doing stuff like that, you should have any problems. Shouldn't have any problems. But telling people they can run for days using everything is one big fat lie. My credentials, I've been an electrical engineer for 50 years, been boondocking for 13 years, and I have 700 watts of solar and 300 amps of batteries. Okay, well, wow. uh, I'm gonna point out one thing. We don't necessarily 
use the microwave or use electricity for making our coffee or breakfast in the morning. Right. So there's a tick mark that we don't need to run the generator for in the morning. Right. And, and by the way, the answer, in case you didn't know, is... Yes, we've actually done some RV boondocking. Yeah, and we've done it without a generator. <laughs> and that was on the old rig that we had a single 80-watt panel. And yes. we had a single AGM deep cycle battery. And then later we had the Jackery that had four 100-watt panels. And now we have more solar and batteries in this rig. So Right. Yeah, now, we have run the air conditioner off of a generator. Yep. For with a, a soft start, hours, with an RV right? soft start. With our soft start. So, <laughs> this Nobo, and, and I'm seeing more and more of these types of systems. It's a, that Nobo has a master volt system. And yeah, you can run the air conditioner for a few hours. Right. Off now, that. for the last 13 years, sure, it's not been that possible to do no. this. But for the last 13 months, let's say, it's getting more and more and more and more and more possible right. I mean, to it's do a, these kinds of things. And I'm sorry that you made SDW angry. Boy, did I ever, but... <laughs> apparently. And, and yeah, and these newer systems, like, for example, that Nobo has a very efficient air conditioner. So, yeah, you're not going to run the old 15,000 BTU Coleman rattle traps, but you can run that Truma Aventa that's in it, and it's got 420 amp hours of lithium. That Truma Aventa is a doggone efficient air conditioner mm -hmm. so it's a simple math equation of how much electricity you bring in and how much you consume if you're able to reduce your consumption like these new 12 volt fridges and these really modern air conditioners and things like that then yeah it, it's not 50 years ago things were very different right. sdw so yeah i do boondock and yeah you can run your air conditioner for quite a few hours depending on the battery and the solar and yeah, more the importantly the air conditioner right right so Anyway, there's a letter we so got. So this is the letter you decided to finally start sharing yeah. with. <laughs> well, it was just, I mean, they were so angry. So time for a little stressless camping. Ah, oh, yes. Ah. All right, let's All just right. say ohm, ohm, which is an electrical term. Uh, All right, so last week, our question of the week, we asked if there was something that you have learned in your travels. Because we, as we shared, we went on the buggy ride to the Amish dairy farm. And that yep. was really fascinating to learn some things about dairy farming and about Amish culture. And so that was our question. And so on our Fun and Friendly Stressless Camping Podcast Facebook group, <sighs> we had some answers. And a lot of the answers kind of related to the beauty and the diversity and the natural beauty, not even culturally, but just the natural beauty of what this country has to offer. It's an amazing place. It is. Yeah. People say that they just love that they get to slow down and stop and just look and enjoy that nature and that natural beauty. Good yeah. call. Sandy uh, reminded us of Woody Guthrie's lyrics, this land is your land, this land is my land, from California to the New York Island. From the Redwood Forest to the Gulf Stream waters, this land is made for you and me. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's a great song. It is a great song. Now, Paul Paul has learned that he doesn't have enough fridge space to house all the good beer that he finds. So Tony and Paul are scheming. Tony, you know, we bought the 12-volt cooler yep. for when we didn't have an RV that we kept in the truck. So 
I think that's going to be our backup beer fridge or something. At home we had two refrigerators and one was the beer fridge. So apparently we're still going to have that. But yep. but our friend Reverend Scott reminded us that most beer properly packaged and distributed will shelf longer than the consumer is led to believe. So without <laughs> he hasn't high, seen my fridge. The beer without goes high quick. temps and without direct sun, it should be fine for a couple weeks. So not to worry, Paul. We got you covered. <laughs> that reminds me of one time at the local brewery we lived near. I bought a growler of beer and there was a, another customer there. And they said, hey, so how long does that growler last? And I go, oh, I'm usually going to drink it in an afternoon. And she meant, no, how long does it last in the fridge before it goes bad? And I said, never had one last more than a day, actually. <laughs> and Brandy learned that they spend way too much money on groceries. More groceries for a six-day trip than more than a week at home. So. <laughs> but thank you, Lynn and James and Brenda and Sandy and Tom for reminding us to just slow down and just enjoy the beauty that is this great country. It is. It's a, it's a great place to travel. It really is. We're all very doggone fortunate. Yes. So... This week, I realized something about Peggy that I didn't know. She <laughs> likes doing laundry. I do. I actually like laundry day where I can sit for a couple of hours in a nice warm, of course, not in the summer necessarily, but in a nice warm place and do some work and get all the laundry done. So I wanted to, based on that, ask if you have any tips for doing laundry on the road. Maybe I can learn to enjoy it even more. Oh my gosh. And where would I answer those questions? Well, of the week? you can go to said Stressless Camping Podcast Fun and Friendly Facebook group. Yeah, that's true. And that's where we will post the question. We post every question of the week. You can answer those questions. And sometimes people ask questions of their own. Yeah. Sometimes they're just like information questions like that, but sometimes people are there seeking help and it's kind of nice to hear those questions and see our fun and friendly friends answer those questions. Yeah, we have a good group there. We do indeed. Did you know that we do a once a week newsletter and it's absolutely free? It is free. We have links to the stories, videos, podcasts, and all of that that'll help you get the most out of your RV experience. So just visit stresslesscamping.com and sign up at the bottom of any page you can find it. We will not share your information and never, ever, ever. All we do is use that information to send you our one newsletter email per week. Absolutely. And of course, on Stressless Camping are discounts and deals for the best deals on the things you'll need for your stressless camping adventure. And if you know of a great deal for our audience, please contact us and let us know. Of course, we are in all the social places, but you can start at stresslesscamping.com. From there, you can jump off to facebook and instagram and all those social places and you can also there on the website find the show notes for this episode which is number 153 that's right and those are there as well and of course if you don't want to miss the future episode of the stressless camping podcast it's free free to subscribe on any podcast catcher we are saving you a seat around our virtual campfire and don't forget a review will help others find this podcast and the more people listening the better the guests we get so thank you in advance for any reviews. And with that, we really appreciate your joining us. Hopefully you got something out of this. And most of all, happy, happy camping. camping.
We hope you learned a lot, had some fun, and got some tips for your next stressless camping adventure. We're honored by your reviews on Apple Podcasts, which helps others find us too. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss out on the adventure. And we look forward to your joining us next week. Until then, happy camping. What's it, if what's most the, so if what is the most important to